Welcome to the Ocean Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you in your journey of faith. Enjoy the message. Today we have a a very special friend of ours, Brad Rosenberg, who is the Chief Program Officer at Convoy of Hope. I think I got part of his title right. I think he has like seven different things, titles that he has, but... A Convoy of Hope, a great missions organization, a, a worldwide relief organization. We're, we're really blessed to not just have this relationship, but to be in partnership with an organization that is literally reaching into, and he'll, he'll talk about all that they do with Convoy of Hope, uh, but reaches into all four corners of the world to, to minister to people and to share the good news of Jesus. And this is part of their one day to feed the world initiative, which he'll be talking about. But Ocean Church family, those of you joining online, maybe mention in the chat. And let's just help welcome up Brad Rosenberg. Come on, Ocean Church family. Let's welcome him up to the platform. Well, good evening, everybody. I love, I love this group who showed up here. You guys are awesome. I mean, you're like the Green Berets. You're going to go out and brave anything. So I'm thrilled that you're here. And uh, I wish Pastor Phil was to, because we're the jean jacket bros. He looked good in his jean jacket, didn't he? And uh, I'm thankful that I got to come to South Florida uh, today because uh, in Missouri, my pink shirt in the winter doesn't look like a flannel up there. So I got to wear it down here in Florida and I'm feeling pretty good about it tonight. So uh, how many of you are glad to be here? There we go. How many of you would say with me, 2020 has been kind of a challenge? Uh, it's, been, it's been a challenge and a little bit difficult, and, um, but I, I want to congratulate you on pushing through and, and doing well and staying committed. Um, we love Pastor Ed and Christy, and uh, we're so thankful they have a time to, to be away and recharge right now, but they are such uh, special friends to Angie and me, and so I hope you know how blessed you are to have pastors like Pastor Ed and Christy. And so uh, would you show your love and appreciation for them right now? Just wherever they are, they need to hear your love and support right now. And so thank you for doing that. Um, I love it when we are interactive and kind of talking with each other. Are you okay with that format this evening? So I wanna ask you some questions. These aren't trick questions. And I'd love for you to respond, to raise your hand, to say yes, or whatever. You're, you're welcome to speak out, whatever you're feeling. But I want to ask some questions because um, this has been a challenging season. And, and when we're in these difficult times, uh, we start to have all kinds of questions. And so um, tonight we're going to be talking about this idea of why should we care about the poor? Why should we care about the poor? And so I want to ask you four questions, and we're just going to go through Scripture. God's Word has a lot to say about this, but but I want to make sure we have plenty of Scripture to give you the backing to know where we're going with this. So number one is this, simply this. How many of you would like to have a relatively happy or blessed life? Yeah, Yeah, okay. (laughs) Once again, these aren't trick questions. Uh, you, and, and many times in scripture, the word happy and blessed are, are, are interchanged. So uh, how many of you would like to have a relatively happy or blessed life? Let me see your hands. Okay. Our question number two, how many of you would like for your life to be an act of worship unto God? 
You, you really desire for your life to be an act of worship unto God. Question number three. How many of you would like to keep a reasonably solid financial portfolio? If you're not raising your hand, someone beside you needs to push yours up, okay? You need a little mm tonight. So how many of you would like to have a, a reasonably solid financial portfolio? Let's, let's try that again, okay? Okay. And then question number four, once again, not a trick question, just getting some feedback. How many of you would be thankful, you would be grateful if God listened to your cries for help? That you'd be thankful or grateful if God did listen to your cries of help. Now, God's word speaks clearly to all four of these questions. And I want to make sure that we have plenty of biblical scriptural backing as we approach each one of these. So question number one, how many of you would like to have a relatively happy or blessed life? How many of you know what the wisdom book is? The book of Proverbs. If you're looking for wisdom, go camp out in Proverbs, okay? So here we go. Question number one is found in, in Proverbs 14 and verse 21. I'm reading from the Good News Translation. It simply says this. If you want to be, what's it say? Okay, well, good. We have the verses up there. If you want to be happy, be kind to the poor. And then look at this last phrase. This is crazy. It is a sin to despise anyone. If you want to be happy, be kind to the poor. It is a sin to despise anyone. I was a pastor before 27 years before I recently moved to Springfield, Missouri and took this position at Convoy of Hope. And several years ago, <clears throat> we were talking with a ministry in Cincinnati that ministered to prostitutes. And so we wanted to go downtown Cincinnati and basically have Christmas for all the prostitutes in our city. So we found a place that was safe for all of them to gather. This other partner that we were ministering with brought all of these ladies together and we took them Christmas presents. We took them gift cards. We, we made it, we brought in a full catered meal for them. We made it super special for them. <clears throat> and at the very end, I mean, the, these ladies were just blown away. No one, no one had ever expressed love to them like this. And at the very end, I was just getting ready. We had people from our staff there. And uh, I said, is there anything else we can do for you guys? And this one lady looked at me and she said, can I have a hug? And I was, I was dumbfounded. And another pastor from my staff was standing beside me and we were in a big open room and we had other people from our staff there and everyone could see it. It was all open. And I said, absolutely, sure you can have a hug. I went and gave her a hug. And after I gave her a hug, I said, Merry Christmas. And as I pulled away from her, she said, that might be the first hug I've ever had in my life where a man didn't want something in return for that hug. And it was a jaw-dropping experience for me that if you want to be happy, be kind to the poor, it is a sin to despise anyone. 
Now, if you wanna take some notes, or maybe you don't, maybe you wanna type them in your phone, let me give you this opening thought tonight. Happiness is directly connected to how we treat the least, the last, and the lost. Happiness is directly connected to how we treat the least, the last, and the lost. Not only had we given them money, but more importantly, we had given them hope. On the way over, we were driving in the car and my twins are with me tonight and uh, we heard the song, Oh Holy Night. Found one of the radio stations that's playing Christmas music and, and my favorite lyric in the song, Oh Holy Night is, the thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. How many of you would agree our world needs the thrill of hope tonight? Let me encourage you as a church family to give hope away. Be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody. Can you commit to do that as a church family? Be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody. Let's go on to question number two. How many would like your life to be an act of worship unto God? Proverbs chapter 14, verse 31 says this. If you oppress or mistreat poor people, you insult the God who made them. But kindness shown to the poor is what? Is an act of worship. But kindness shown to the poor is an act of worship. Now these aren't, these aren't things I came up with. This is scripture. We're talking about God's word. If you oppress or mistreat poor people, you insult the God who made them, but kindness shown to the poor is an act of worship. Here's the big idea in your notes. Meeting the needs of the poor and giving with hearts of radical generosity is absolutely an act of worship. Can I hear a weak amen? Okay. <laughs> Meeting the needs of the poor and giving with hearts of radical generosity is absolutely an act of worship. In the Old Testament, it was called almsgiving. It was simply meeting a material need for someone less fortunate than you. And God incorporated it into the Mosaic law when he ordered landowners to leave the corners of their fields for the poor. When you give to the poor, it is an act of worship unto God, plain and simple. So good question number three. Question number three is, how many of you would like to keep a reasonably solid financial portfolio? Like I said, this isn't a trick question. This isn't, how many of you would feel that way? We go back to Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 27, where it says, giving to the poor will keep you from what? Poverty. But if you close your eyes to their needs, everyone will curse you. I find this interesting. Once scripture makes us aware of something, we can't pretend like we didn't see it or we don't know it's in there. Please, please don't close your eyes to the needs around you. Just three weeks ago, there were a lot happening in our country with the election. 
There was a lot of angst and frustration. And because of that, the media outlets didn't show any of what was happening around the world. But three weeks ago, there were two typhoons that hit the Philippines. Convoy of Hope was there with our assets on the ground, meeting the needs of those people. But after the second typhoon came through, in a matter of moments, listen to this, over a million people were displaced. A million. All of the rice crops in the center of the country were completely obliterated, wiped out. That was three weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Do we have the pictures? Yes. Here are people walking on their roofs in the Philippines trying to stay out of the floodwaters. That's a mind-blowing picture, isn't it? We can't even fathom what that was like. Then two weeks ago, some of you may have heard some of this, but two hurricanes hit Nicaragua and Honduras. And within a moment, 800,000 people were displaced. The flooding through the streets was unbelievable. And yet Psalm chapter 82 and verse four says, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. What does the word rescue mean to you? Rescue means to help someone. It's the act of saving someone from danger or distress. It means whatever it takes. And in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 25, it says, be generous and you will be what? Prosperous. Help others and what? And you will be helped. Be generous and you will be prosperous. Help others and you will be helped. How many of you know we are blessed to be a blessing? We're blessed to be a blessing. Let me put it to you this way. If you slept in a bed last night with a roof over your head, you got up this morning and there was some food in your refrigerator and you got to this campus today by some form of transportation or vehicle. If you could say yes to all of those things, that, ladies and gentlemen, puts you in the top 1% wealth of the world. We are blessed to be a blessing. Let me give you a special note that you may want to write down. God is basically saying, if you take care of my children, I'll take care of your children. About 16 years ago, I went on my first trip with Convoy of Hope to Africa, to one of our feeding programs in Nairobi, Kenya. It was actually outside of the city and my dad was with me. And we went to a school where we feed about 300 children a day. And I was standing in line and I was putting rice on their plate. And the guy next to me was putting beans on the plate after I put rice on. And, and we fed 300 children and they were all eating and laughing and enjoying. And then after that, uh, the headmaster called all of the children to the center of the school campus for an assembly. And the children didn't know it, but Convoy of Hope, we had a partnership with Tom's Shoes. Have you ever heard of Tom's Shoes? Uh, 
We had a partnership with Tom's Shoes and, and Tom's Shoes provided us with shoes for every child in that specific feeding program. And so after they had eaten and we had had fun with them and, and sang songs together, we, we gathered them together in this main room and we were getting ready to do the shoe distribution where every kid in the school was gonna get a pair of shoes. And, and when they found out that they were getting a pair of shoes, you would have thought it was the last touchdown of the Super Bowl. The, the excitement and the cheers were just, they were just bouncing up and down physically. And, and after the shoes were passed out, there was a 12 year old boy who went up to the headmaster and he said, uh, ma'am, may I please address the people who brought us these shoes? And she said, of course. And my dad and I were, were sitting on the front row about where you're seated right there. And, and this little boy comes up and he walks to the front and, and he's barefoot. And he's holding the brand new pair of Tom's shoes that we gave him. And he said, I am 12 years old. And this right now today will be the first time in my life that I've had a pair of shoes on my feet. 12 years old. To watch these kids just explode with, with gratitude and excitement. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse nine says, blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor. Question number four. How many of you would be grateful to God if he listened to your cries for help? Every one of us in the room raised our hand on this. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 13 says, if you refuse to listen to the cry of the poor, your own cry for help will not be heard. That's a powerful verse, isn't it? If you refuse to listen to the cry of the poor, your own cry for help will not be heard. Do you know listening is one of the greatest gifts you can give another human being? Listening to others emphasizes their value. When you listen to someone, whether you realize it or not, what you're saying is, you matter to me. Let me share some sad statistics, harsh realities. 22,000 children a day die of dirty water or hunger-related issues. 22,000 children a day. Just to give you a perspective, a 747 jet holds about 500 people. Imagine if there were 44 747 jets full of people crashing into the earth every single day. That's 22,000 children. You can't unhear that. Check this out. 750 million people around the world live on less than a dollar and 90 cents a day. This problem is as old as time. In the first century church, they were asking the same question to the apostle John. 
In Luke chapter three, verses 10 and 11, the crowd asked, well, what should we do? John replied, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 17 says, caring for the poor is lending to the Lord and you will be well repaid. Caring for the poor is lending to the Lord. Can you fathom that concept? Lending to the Lord and you will be well repaid? Let me just say this. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he owns the hills underneath the cattle. It's all his. Caring for the poor is lending to the Lord and you will be well repaid. We cannot outgive God. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. Everything we have is because of him. Everything. Albert Einstein said this, the world is a dangerous place, not because of those who do evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing. We must treat the poor with dignity. In 1986, how many of you remember 1986? Only about half of you. It was a good time. In 1986, I went on my very first mission trip to Venezuela, Caracas, Venezuela. Then we flew into the center of the country to Merida. It was a wonderful experience. Venezuela was thriving and exploding and it was an amazing time to be there and minister to people. Now, fast forward the clock to 2020. At Convoy of Hope, we have been helping the Venezuelan refugees fleeing over to Colombia for the past two years. There's nothing left in Venezuela. There are no jobs. Their money isn't worth anything. There's no food. Since 2018, we have helped over 526,000 refugees in Venezuela and we've served them over six million meals. Let me express to you how challenging this time is for those who are trying to flee Venezuela. There's a picture on the screen there. This picture was taken by one of our missionaries on the ground there at the border of Venezuela and Colombia. Some of you in this room speak Spanish. But what that cardboard sign says, when you cross the border from Venezuela, when the refugees leave Venezuela and land in Colombia, across the bridge, this is the first umbrella and cardboard sign, and it says, we buy hair. Most of the men have, have left. The women are trying to come with their children and find hope and help. As they show up at this umbrella, it says, we buy hair. I don't know about you, my wife cares a lot about her hair. Women spend a good amount of money at the salon or to get the right cut or the right color or, ladies, do you know what I'm talking about? 
This, this is not, there's no guilt trip here. I'm just saying it's important to women. As soon as you cross the border, this says we buy hair. Our workers on the ground said that women cross at the border, go to this umbrella with beautiful black or brown hair and will have their heads shaved so that they can get enough money to buy one meal. Think about that. We must defend the poor. We must share what we have. We must act with hearts of radical generosity. So why should we care about the poor? Let me leave you with four thoughts. Number one, we should care about the poor because God cares about the poor. If you look at scripture, there are about 500 verses of scripture on prayer. There are about 500 verses of scripture about faith. There are over 2,000 verses about taking care of the poor or the needy. 2,000. In Deuteronomy chapter 15, verses 7 through 11, it says, But if there are any poor people in your towns when you arrive in the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Instead, be generous and lend them whatever they need. Do not be mean-spirited or refuse someone a loan because the year of canceling debt is close at hand. If you refuse to make the loan and the needy person cries out to the Lord, you will be considered guilty of sin. Verse 10, give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. There will always be some in the land who are poor. That is why, what does it say? I am commanding you to share freely with the poor and with other Israelites in need. When we honor the poor, ladies and gentlemen, we are honoring God. Listen, the way we treat the poor determines how God treats us. If we are generous, God will be generous. It's just that simple. If we hold back, God holds back. These principles are directly connected. And when Jesus started his ministry, think, of, think about this. When Jesus announces his gospel ministry, this is his inaugural address. This is the very first thing he says when he launches in to his earthly ministry. He says in Luke chapter four and verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to what? To the poor. You may be sitting there saying, well, Brad, that's, that, that's the poor in spirit. Yes, it is. But it's also the poor period. He starts his ministry with this declaration. What about Galatians chapter two, when the apostle Paul meets with the pillars of the church, Peter, James, and John, and Paul says, hey guys, do you have any ministry tips? And they all say, yes, yes. Whatever you do, don't forget the poor. Whatever you do, don't forget the poor. Why should we care about the poor? Number two, because God is an advocate for the poor and the oppressed. 
Psalm chapter 12 and verse five says, because the poor are plundered and the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. I'm just gonna put this out there. If God is fighting for them, you can bet I'm gonna be fighting for them too. How many of you'd like to be on God's side? <laughs> if God's fighting for them, then I'm gonna be fighting for them as well. Why should we care about the poor? Number three, because every person on the planet is valuable to God. Every person on the planet is valuable to God. Where someone lives should not determine whether they live or die. Let me try that on this side of the room. Where someone lives should not determine whether they live or die. Every human being is valuable to God. God cares about justice for those who've been treated unjustly. Justice means we share. Justice means we help. In Isaiah 58, 10, it says, feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The English Standard Version says it this way, pour yourself out for the hungry. These are people that Christ died for. This isn't the time to ignore and say, you know what, that's someone else's problem. No, 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 no. We, as the church of Jesus Christ, need to be the first responders. 1 John three eighteen says, our love should not be just words and talk. It must be true love, which shows itself in action. So why should we care about the poor? Here's the last point, number four. Because we were poor and God graciously gave to us. God is saying, if you saw all the times that I met your needs and gave over and above to bless you, you would go out of your way to bless others. Ladies and gentlemen, church, I don't wanna guilt you into giving. I wanna grace you into giving. Remember Zacchaeus? When, when Zacchaeus has this incredible transformation and he repents, he came down and gave half of everything he had to the poor. When you think about all the times that God has provided grace in your life, you can't help but be thankful and grateful and desire to bless someone else. That's it. We literally had nothing and he literally gave us everything. Freely you have received, freely give. 1 John 3, 17 and 18 says, suppose someone has enough to live and sees a brother or sister in need, but does not help, then God's love is not in that person. My children, we should love people not only with words and talk, but by our actions and true caring. Tony Campolo said, whenever you meet a suffering person, you will find that Jesus is there waiting to be loved in that individual. Think about that. Years ago, almost 50 years ago, my dad, who's here with us today, he was in Calcutta helping Mark Buntain start Calcutta Mission of Mercy. 
They were starting the very first feeding program in, Alcu in Calcutta in the Assemblies of God. And, and they went down the road after they had their board meeting and they met with Mother Teresa. My dad, there's a video of my dad talking with Mother Teresa and he's saying, we just want you to know we're here to help. We see these children dying on the streets and we're gonna be part of the solution. And Mother Teresa took my dad's hand and she held his palm up in front of her hand. And she, and she said, when you reach out your hand to help our people, you're helping Jesus. And then she took his hand with her finger and she pointed to each one starting with his thumb and said, you did it unto me. When your hand is reached out, serving and helping and giving to others, you did it unto me. Think about that. I was a pastor for 27 years before I went to Convoy and we did one day to feed the world every year since Convoy started it 18 years ago. There was a guy in his church, because this is online, I will not mention his name, but there was a guy in our church who had lost his wife to uh, overdose and a drug addiction. He had three boys that he was raising by himself. He had no job. And the day we had, uh, the week before our one day to feed the world offering, he said, Pastor, I want to be part of this. I don't have a job. I don't have any money. But if you'll let me borrow a couple buckets and the church hoses and some sponges and some Dawn dishwashing detergent. I'd like to do a car wash out in front of the church on Saturday so that I can give to one day to feed the world. He worked out there all Saturday long. On Sunday morning, he came to church and he handed me $500 cash. He said, there are other people who need this more than I do. Ladies and gentlemen, that is living with a heart of radical generosity. Before we take our one day offering, I want you to turn your attention to the screen and watch this incredible video of true transformation. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that amazing? You're gonna have an opportunity to partner with us at this time. You're not giving to Convoy, you're giving through Convoy. And I want to give you an opportunity to, to seek the Lord and say, God, what are you asking me to do? We would love for everyone to participate because when everybody does a little, a whole lot gets done. But God may be asking you to give two days. When I was pastoring, a guy came up to me and said, Pastor, the Lord told me to give a week's salary of my annual salary. Another guy came up to me and said, Pastor, the Lord really moved on my heart and said, that I was to give one month of my annual salary to take care of the needs of others. Here's what I know. God's prompting plus obedience equals the miraculous. I would rather do God's number with his help than my number by myself. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you will just take a moment and say, God, what are you asking me to do? That he will reveal that to you and I can promise you, God's prompting plus obedience equals the miraculous. Let's take a moment and pray right now. Father, I ask right now, as these incredible people 
take a moment just to seek your face and for, ask you to, for asking you to speak into their lives. You are the creator of the universe. You hurled billions of stars into the galaxies and yet you want to speak to us. And so God, as each person watching online and each person in this room is saying, God, what would you have me do? Lord, we wanna take care of the poor because you care about the poor. We wanna be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Would you take a moment right now and just say, God, what are you asking me to do? Please speak to me, please nudge me, please prompt me. I wanna obey what you're asking me to do. Lord, right now, would you speak to us? God's prompting plus obedience equals the miraculous. Pastor Phil is coming at this time and there are several op opportunities in which you can participate. Those of you that are watching online, you can go to the website and give. You can use the Ocean Church app to give. Those of you that are in person here in the building, you can just put one day or convoy on the envelope. But I believe that God is asking all of us to do something so that we can make a difference for those who need our assistance. Can you receive that word today? Can you receive that word today? On behalf of Convoy and those who are on the ground trying to help meet the needs of those who are suffering and hurting, who want to say a huge thank you, thank you, thank you. Pastor Phil. Thank you, Brad. Hey, can we thank God for the word today? I said something a couple weeks ago, and I just felt prompted to say it again. Um, I was, I'm thinking about Brad, too, and I'm thinking about how he's poured his life out for the gospel and the advancement of the gospel. But I was speaking in the context of veterans and how veterans, those that have fought for our country, they live a life of sacrifice. And I've said that a life of sacrifice is a life of purpose. And giving is an act of sacrifice, especially when it comes to going above and beyond what you've already committed to. So I uh, just want to thank you in advance. And uh, just echoing what, what uh, Brother Brad said, uh, different ways that you can give. If you go to our Ocean Church app, even those of you that are online, or you can go to our website and you select your campus uh, with our app there or with the way you can give online, you'll see a way that the giving type identifies Convoy of Hope. You can just click on that. And everything that we collect this weekend goes directly to Convoy of Hope. So hopefully you've had a moment to get that number. Maybe even need to just pray about it and come back tomorrow and, and give. But if you are giving using the envelope, you can drop that in the giving stations on the way out. I'm going to ask you to go ahead and stand. What a good word. What a great time to be reminded of those that are less fortunate. Amen. And I know, I know being here in Southwest Florida, you know, we live in a beautiful part of the country and like Brad was saying, we're blessed. I mean, we got up this morning and there was food and there was a roof over our head. But let's be reminded of those that have need. Amen. I want to invite our prayer team forward uh, at this time. If you need prayer, we never want to miss an opportunity to pray with you. Praying first is our number one core value. If you need prayer online, we would encourage you to submit 
your prayer requests. And I'm going to pray a blessing over you in just a moment. But I want to go ahead and thank you for joining us. Those of, all, those of you that joined us online, thank you for your generosity. It's a convoy of hope. We know that God can do so much more than we can. But thank you. God bless you. We're glad to be with you. And we'll see you next week. For those of us in the room, let's just pray real quick. Lord, thank you once again. God, what an awesome reminder. God, we're reminded of all we've ha- all we have and we're grateful for it, but we're also reminded of those that don't have. God, I pray this weekend you'd help us see people like you see them. And I thank you that like I said before, you give seed to the sower, Lord. You give us the ability to sow into your kingdom. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you were encouraged by the message today. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can like, subscribe, or share it with someone. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.